You know what, Jay? We have amazing listeners. We do. Really do. This podcast is so new, so fresh, so young, still in its infancy. And we have people buying us coffees, as they say, um, supporting our work, sending lovely messages. And I love this. Honestly, I mean, if we can share this, if you don't mind, this project is it, like it feels on the verge of being unsustainable because we just have so many things going on in our lives and this is like something we're just doing for fun and we're always kind of debating on how to keep it up but we have some ideas on how to simultaneously publish more regularly and kind of reduce our workload by essentially giving you an unedited feed and not putting much work into editing. But what really motivates, I think, both of us is the fact that people write in and say, hey, I'm actually listening and this is valuable and people are actually sending us money and it's just such an amazing feeling to kind of reach people. It is. Um, it really makes me feel like what we're doing is a good thing. Um Even on like a small scale, people have messaged me on Instagram, which is like, hey, just want to say that um, what you've talked about or what you said has been really um, nice and really helpful. And that's very validating um, to know that the information and the energy that we're putting in is appreciated and that people are finding it helpful and people are finding it beneficial and finding it entertaining and exchanging that energy back into the form of a coffee. So thank you. Thank you guys so much. So if you want to contribute in any way, you can go to everyone.berlin slash contribute and you can send us a message. You can suggest a topic or you can buy us a coffee. And one person who has done so is Kali. And they also suggested a topic which is very uh, topical. Is that, a, is that the right word? What's the meaning of topical? It's just something that that's a good fit time-wise, right? Yeah, it's just like the top topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, because um, the 29 euro ticket started this month in really? Berlin, where for three months, October, November, December, you can get a BVG ticket for 29 euros. And then it transitions into the regular yearly BVG ticket unless you cancel or unless our government comes up with a new successor to the nine euro ticket next year, which nobody knows if that will happen. But Kali sent us a message saying that this past spring, a friend of theirs was visiting Berlin and got ticketed for riding the U-Bahn without a ticket. And then they tried paying the fine But the website was impossible to decipher. Welcome to surprise, Germany. Surprise. I'm sure it wasn't the language that was the problem. I'm sure it was the website. Um, yeah, and it seems impossible to pay without a German bank account. Yes, I'm sure that's actually the case. And so they ended up, uh, they even sent an email, but they ended up basically never getting a response. So they left Germany with the U-Bahn fine still outstanding. They never paid their fine. And now they're worried that their visa application might get rejected or that it might show up on their Shufa negatively. Any advice? Um, I don't know if I'm the best at this because I am a rebel. 
and I <laughs> ignore all problems until I need to face them. Right. So if I had an outstanding fine, I would act like it didn't exist. And I would always, always, always play the, oh, I didn't know. I'm so sorry card. Um, yeah. It's, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. I don't know if that works in this instance. Um, <laughs> I think the, I mean, there's literally ads on the Uban saying like, like with all of the, all of these excuses saying like none of these will work if you get caught, um, you have to pay. I I think it could go both ways. I, I, I don't know the answer, but I think basically, yes, writing without a ticket is technically a crime, a criminal act, uh, but or criminal offense, I guess. But I don't think that there are the resources or the will to essentially pursue them, especially if the person left the country. And I don't think there's like a file where once you then come back and apply for a visa, it will turn into a problem and that your visa would be rejected because of this. I really, really don't think that that would happen. So I wouldn't really worry about it. I don't I don't know like if it's impossible to deal with this problem in Germany, how are you going to deal without it from outside of Germany? Maybe you could ask a friend if they could still pay this fine somehow. But honestly, I wouldn't be too worried in this specific or specific case. But I would recommend not going without a ticket. Um, I mean, personally, I am all for our system changing to where tickets are free because I think moving around in your own city should be a right that even people with very low income can afford. Um, but un until we get there politically, I would buy a ticket if you can in any way because it just, yeah, you will just get in trouble. Manuel's a rule follower. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you would like, you know, you would like, there's this um, initiative that someone um, founded after the nine euro ticket ended. So for those who don't know, there was this period for three months where you could get a ticket for nine euros per month and use all public transport in Germany, not just in one city, but in all of Germany. And it was very, very popular, huge success. Lots of people bought it. Mm -hmm. Even I bought it, I did, yeah. although I almost always use my bike, but nine euros is so cheap. Even if you just take the U-Bahn three times, it's worth it. And you could even take trains throughout, Germany's, throughout Germany with this ticket. So it was really, really great. And now that ended in Berlin, we have this 29 euro initiative now. But um, someone founded a nine euro fund, I guess fund in English. Um, and the idea is that you can essentially donate nine euros per month to this fund and then go without a ticket, which is obviously illegal. So you're still committing a criminal offense. But if you get caught, this fund will pay your ticket for you so they're like trying to create their own nine euro ticket um, i think it's a fun idea in terms of like trying to hopefully push for political change but yes you're right i personally wouldn't feel comfortable <laughs> doing this i would love to do that send that to me <laughs> it's nine euro fun fall.de so i'll put it in the show notes yeah kali good luck to your friend hopefully they don't get caught they'll be fine Today we're talking about winter, which is winter. coming. It's kind of already here. 
Right. It it's weird. So there was like it it felt like we skipped autumn altogether and mm-hmm. just went straight from summer to winter and it was really depressing. But then somehow we did get this beautiful golden autumn yes. where the temperatures are still nice and the gold the leaves are golden and beautiful sunsets. Like I had a few days where I was cycling through Berlin. I was just like, oh, this is beautiful. I love autumn. <laughs> yes, that's actually what I've been experiencing now. I was so confused at first. I was like, it just like I was so excited for the fall time, the leaves, you know, and not being too cold, but you know, enough for us. It was weather weather, you know. That's what I was excited for, and then right. it just skipped that. It was just rainy. It was crappy. It was what everyone had feared or put fear into my mind of what the winters was like, and I'm like, y'all gave me no time to embrace, you know, it, but. It's like Mother Nature went super fast. I was like, oh shit, I passed up. And then I was like backing up, backing up, backing up. Like, sorry, y'all. I messed right. up a bit. And now we're getting nice, nice weather. Like even right now, it's been sunny. It's been cool, like a little bit cold, but like the sun's been shining and that's a nice atmosphere. Yeah. So let's talk about how we're preparing for <laughs> the upcoming season the famous berlin winter which is kind of long and dark and depressing the thing that i bought a little too late for last winter which i now have and i've already been actively using it is like a daylight lamp do you know what i mean it's this lamp that it shines i don't know is it actually called in german it's called tageslichtlampe and it's essentially a lamp that you put on your desk that just has really bright light, 10,000 lux. Um, and the idea is you turn it on for like half an hour in the morning or 45 minutes and you let it shine straight into your face and it kind of gives the illusion of sunlight to your body, hopefully. <laughs> and the idea is that you get a little less depressed. Um, I don't know. It might be a little bit of a placebo thing, but... I feel like it's working. Is that healthy for your eyes? I mean, you're not supposed to look straight into it. You just kind of have it shine at you from the side while you look at the other bright light source, which is your screen. (laughs) But yeah, lots of people swear by it. And I feel like it definitely can't hurt. You know, it's kind of fooling your brain into like, okay, it's sunny. Like maybe release some melatonin. No, wait, wait. Melatonin is the one that makes you sleepy. sleepy. Okay. The other, uh, the other one. Serotonin. Serotonin. There you go. Yes. I'll put I'll put the one I got in the show notes. Um I think it can't hurt and it's just you know when you when you wake up at 8 and it's still dark outside. I don't know. It just it just makes you depressive. Yes, that's true. What else do people do to prepare for winter? I mean, obviously getting winter clothes, which is something I still have not done yet. The only reason why I haven't done that yet is because I want to find like actual secondhand shops where I can get it for like dirt cheap instead of paying 60, 70 euros for a coat. True, true. I mean, I finally got a good winter jacket like three or four years ago and it's really high quality and I've been using it every winter since and it's served me fine and I see no reason to change it. Um, I used to not really believe... (laughs) in winter clothes as stupid as that sounds and just (laughs) kind of try to layer under my super thin fake leather jacket and 
I don't know. It's stupid. Um, it was stupid then and it sounds stupid now, but I was just freezing every winter, but I would always think like, okay, but it's only a few more weeks. Um, <laughs> no, you should get like, you should get a proper winter jacket. You and- should because layering is exhausting and I'm doing layering right now and it's so like annoying having to put on a shirt and put on another shirt and put on another shirt and you're still cold at the end of it all. <laughs> right. And, and And also like once you actually have a proper jacket and gloves and a hat, and a scarf, you realize how amazing it is to be able to be outside for more than <laughs> 20 minutes and not be cold. Like for for some reason, for years of my life, I never had that. And I just kind of felt like, okay, well, you can only be outside for half an hour and then you're freezing and you have to go inside. And that was my life. I sound so dumb. I probably was really dumb. Um, and then once you have like a proper thick winter jacket, you can be outside for two hours and you're still okay. It's actually life-changing. That is true. That is what I'll invest in. So the four things that people typically need is a good winter coat, a hat, gloves, and a scarf, you would say? That's that's my, that's what I have. Um, I think, yeah, I I would say those are the basics. I still don't believe in winter shoes, really, (laughs) Um, just because I'm a sneaker person and I feel like sneakers are, like, I, I will just have, like, thick socks if it's really cold and I need to be outside for a long time. So I don't have any like warm shoes really, but I guess for some people that would be essential too. Yeah. I'm thinking about investing in some like winter shoes just because of the rain sometimes. And like, yeah, that too. Yeah. True. Right. And my feet do get cold sometimes. I get cold very easily. Um, But I've been actually conditioning myself to embrace the cold. Another thing I think is a great investment that I will be is those like those um, hot water bags that you put like hot water in. Wärmflasche. Yes. Super German and super essential. Um, uh, Yeah. So basically it's exactly what you described. It's a rubber bottle and you pour almost boiling hot water inside. You close it and then you can you can put it on your stomach or put it on your feet when you're on the couch or in bed and it just especially this year obviously like creating like making these bottles of hot water uses a lot of energy as well because boiling water um uses a lot of energy but i think getting a good blanket and making one of these bottles once or twice a day it will still be better than turning on the heat which is like my heat like most berlin homes is gas and i'm just really trying to hold out and not turn it on for as long as i can obviously once it gets freezing cold you you have to turn it on also to just protect the pipes and stuff like you can't just keep it off entirely for the whole winter but i don't want to like have them all set to maximum the whole day like i i basically want to use the minimum amount of gas that I can. Yeah, that makes sense. Especially with inflation and, and everything that's going on right now. Save money, y'all. Save money and save the planet if you can. Well, not just money, but like there's literally, like if we all use too much gas, then there'll be societal problems. Like we don't have unlimited supplies of gas. And if we run out, then certain parts of industry will have to shut down and stuff like that. Like it's not just about saving money. It's actually like the right thing to do to really try to save gas and energy this winter. Um, another thing that I would like to ask you is 
how was like the winter time last year and what do you predict the winter time to be this year? Because what I get from everybody is that, oh my gosh, winters are so bad. Winters are so miserable. Winters are this or that. But like my theory is that maybe COVID also contributed to that because a lot of things were unavailable. Like you couldn't do much. So that just makes the everything else like really bad and you can't really distract yourself. But I, my hope for this year is that since things are more open, since we're doing a lot more things, then maybe some people's pers- perspectives on the winter might change. Right. I think the the... Yeah, the last two winters, I guess, already were difficult because, like, you couldn't really meet inside, and meeting outside in the winter in Berlin is just really uncomfortable. And so it was even more depressive because you just didn't see people. Because the winter can have these nice, gemütlich, like, cozy aspects of meeting in a cafe and staying in a cafe for three hours and sipping on a hot chocolate or whatever and then having Glühwein at a Weihnachtsmarkt, which some of those were also closed during COVID and stuff like that. And yeah, I do think that this winter will see the return of those things, even though I think we will probably also have like a spike in COVID cases and we'll see where that goes. But yeah, I think those kind of comfortable aspects will be back. I have no idea if they can predict in any way if it will be a mild winter or not. Um, I feel like the last one was pretty mild. I don't actually remember. Um, And I just googled this and apparently some American Institute is calculated or predicted a mild winter 2022-2023. But I don't know. know What does mild consist of? Like the opposite of mild would be actually minus 10 degrees Celsius for several weeks, you know, lakes freezing, like really, really cold temperatures. Oh. And a mild winter is just like, yeah, it's cold, but it's not freezing cold. It's not snowing. Maybe, you know, it's a wild winter. Maybe it's just a rainy winter, but it's not like the temperatures uh, aren't as cold. But then you mm-hmm. have these super harsh winters where it's like minus 10 or 20 uh, for weeks on end. I feel like those are rare mm-hmm. in Berlin, but they have happened and they could happen. Interesting. So diving more into maybe like the mental side of winter, um, is there like a collective change in like the energy during the winter time? Like, does it seem like people are more reserved, maybe a little bit more grumpy, a little bit more quiet? It's a good question. Um, I think, I think, yeah, people do change. Just, uh, it's really hard for me to say, but I, I think just the fact that you're not outside in large groups anymore, right? Like I, I just spent some of those last sunny autumn days in Mawa Park and like watching Mawa Park karaoke and stuff like that. And I just couldn't believe how many people were there. And even though, like it wasn't a group of people all doing the same thing. It kind of felt like we were all there together and having mm-hmm. a good time together, you know, among strangers. And that doesn't really happen in winter anymore. It feels it feels a little bit more maybe individual or isolated. Like you maybe meet individual people, but you don't go to a park anymore that's just full of people. And that does change kind of the energy. 
Yeah. I don't know if people get even more grumpy. Probably, maybe, yes. I don't know. But um, yeah, and just the fact that you have so few um, sun sun hours during the day, I think, yeah. I think it changes the the general energy, but I do think it also... We'll, we'll also see with the lights, like one aspect of winter that I always liked is that a lot of the city is illuminated and it just looks really kind of almost cinematic and there'll be less of that this year as well because of the energy crisis. But um, I don't know. I, I like the seasons. Like it sounds like we hate winter and we're like, ah, oh, winter, we have to prepare. It's the worst. Winter is coming. I do like winter. But it is something that I guess from a mental perspective, it's good to mentally prepare yourself for, okay, it's going to be dark. Maybe I need to shine light on my face somehow <laughs> and it's going to be cold. I need to <laughs> prepare in that way. And yeah, I think it's good to be ready. And I guess that's why we're talking about it. Yeah. Are you scared? How do you feel about it? No, I've never scared. Here? I've never been scared of the winter. Everyone else makes it so scary. I'm not scared of it because I'm also a very social person. I will find my ways to feel good. <laughs> That's right. one thing I'm good at is if I don't feel good, I'll find ways to feel good. Um, and I'm also a partier, so <laughs> I'll just get warmth <laughs> with a lot of people. You're from Austin, Texas, where I guess... You never get snow, right? Um, are you excited? Are you ready? Are you like excited for your first real winter? Well, actually, I mean, I so last winter I was in Austin, um, and it didn't snow too too bad. Um, it was like it's it's it sprinkled sometimes. Oh, okay. But like it wasn't like ever too too cold. Like the it might get like a little bit colder than what it is now, but that's generally it. And we might have like a freeze for like a second. Um, the summer, the winter before that, I was in the UK. I was in Manchester, so I actually ah, got to witness right. snow. Um, and it was pretty cold there. Like, actually, it was averagely compared to um, it compared closely to what the weather was like in Berlin that year. Okay. Um, so I tolerated that, and that was during COVID. And the only reason why I didn't like that was simply because of was simply just because of. It being COVID, I couldn't do anything. But I would literally at one o'clock in the morning go for an hour walk in the snow, mm -hmm. in the cold. Um, so I'm not necessarily scared for it. I'm actually kind of excited. And now this time I have friends. I have people to go into. Like I have opportunities to go into more warmth, you know. Um, right. And now if I just prepare, have a better coat and have that type of stuff, then that'll be good. And I think also being more mindful of how you might get during this time and being able to prepare mentally and find st stimulation, find that serotonin, find that oxytocin, find those <laughs> things that are going to make you feel good. And just keep that in mind now could help out a lot. Like for me, I like being around people. So ensuring that I have a, like one things, one of the reasons why, one of the reasons why I moved when I did was because I wanted enough time to gather a roster of friends, you know, mm -hmm. be able to find friend groups, be able to find things. So when the winter does come, I don't feel like I am lonely or I'm isolated or whatnot. Um, the other thing is to try to take on more hobbies that don't require you to be outside. You know, this is a great time for people to pick up on a new skill that you can maybe do in your house or whatnot. So you're not necessarily 
feeling bad that you're just watching Netflix or whatnot, but you're actually utilizing this time wisely or benefit. Bake some cakes. Yeah, bake some cakes. You know, get into some hobbies during this time. It doesn't have to be like brutal, you know, like we can't control the weather, but you can control like you. You can control how you perceive it. You can control um, what you do in it. I think that's what people need to do instead of complaining is figure out how not to complain. What would make this better that you have control over? Totally. I got a little existential there, but. <laughs> what about family? I feel like Christmas time or winter time in general is just also a time that for most people is somewhat related to hanging out with your family. And for those of you who've moved here, maybe it's a time where maybe you get to go to visit your family. But if you don't and you don't have that many friends, you might really miss your family. What's your thoughts on this? Yeah, so I have I can actually speak on this. Um, I, this year I'm actually going back to Texas um, for Christmas, so I'm very mm-hmm. excited for that. But when I was in the UK, um, I didn't. I was by myself. I was completely by myself. I didn't mm-hmm. have um, anyone. Like my roommate had gone back home. I didn't go back to Texas then, so I spent Christmas by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that I kind of moderated that was one uh, learning to enjoy my alone time, um, mm-hmm. treating myself in that time. Um, I mean, and also, of course, no facetiming my family. But like, if you are alone, this is also some. You honestly just be blunt. You gotta make yourself feel better in that time. Um, I guarantee you, like, especially in a city like Berlin, there's always going to be other people who are alone in that time. And you might by on Facebook or by just events, you know, find things that people are going to that you can then participate in. I was just going to say this. This definitely exists. There's Thanksgiving dinners that American immigrants or expats, whatever you want to call them, uh, organize amongst themselves. And that the, there's Christmas dinners for people who are here, but... Aren't with aren't with their families or don't have families, um, and you yeah you need to kind of take the initiative and find or found your own thing yeah. right you, you could do that you if you're yourself, if yeah. you're if you have the energy but otherwise find a group and say like hey uh, can I join and I mean I would be the person who would also enjoy spending Christmas by myself as an experiment once maybe yeah. you know I could, I nice. could put myself into a mindset to be fine but. Many people can't, and especially if you're here for a longer time, maybe you don't want to do that. So maybe now would be a good time to start I was finding say, that group yeah. already. Start planning, planning out your holidays now and still think of it like a holiday. You know, like you don't right. have to say, oh, I'm alone this holiday. Like plan it out like a vacation. Plan it out like you would any other time if you were going back home. You totally. know, um, all about shifting your perspective of it all. You know, I think that's the biggest important thing. Um, but it, it can be also, like you said, an experiment, just a time to just see how things are, but know that you're not alone. You know what I mean? Like based off of just the, the feedback that we get in this city, um, the feedback that we get for this podcast, there's a lot of people that are going through similar things. So I can guarantee you that there's people who might be experiencing Christmas by themselves or whatnot. Um, right. but you also have like. Um, doesn't Berlin do like Christmas lights or whatnot? They have like festival markets and stuff. Right. And I think we will have 
some of those things back. But that's also not really something where maybe you would normally go to by yourself. I think it could be a little depressing almost to go there by yourself because <laughs> seeing all the other families and the people together. Yeah, I, I think it's you know it's a thing where you go with other people and uh, yeah. But I, I guess it's just good to be aware. Depending on where you come from, you might also just not be aware that Christmas really is kind of the number one family holiday in Germany. And almost everyone who has a family goes to see their family for Christmas, even in families where it's like, we don't really want to talk to each other. Otherwise, like Christmas is the one time where everybody usually comes together. Exceptions apply, obviously, as always, but I would just basically be aware that all of your friends are going to go visit their families and you might need to organize something if you don't want to be kind of by yourself. Yeah, the fear of missing out definitely gets stronger as the <laughs> years go. As the yeah. year, you know, towards the end of the year. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited for Thanksgiving. Um, I don't know what I'll be doing for Thanksgiving this year. I'll be here. Yeah. Um, but if any of you guys want to have your first Thanksgiving, <laughs> I can. Are you, are you throwing a Thanksgiving dinner, Jay? Is um, that what you're saying? I don't have a location, but sure. <laughs> okay, so if someone has a location, you will be the organizer. Yes. I, I will take your location and I will claim it as my own. <laughs> I will throw my own Thanksgiving um, feast. Um, but Thanksgiving is something that's very interesting. That I, It still mind bogg boggles me. I mean, obviously it makes sense, you know, that no one here celebrates it. But like, I mean, it's just like... I still get my American how's, mindset. How's that mind-boggling to you? Why, why would we celebrate American Thanksgiving? No, it, it, no, obviously you shouldn't. But I mean, like, I'm just like, you know, when you go to like a new place, you're still not 100% accustomed to that new mm -hmm. place. You still have your expectations in the back of your mind. You know, Thanksgiving is a tradition for me. To me, it's funny, like aside from all the weird things about Thanksgiving and is that really something you should celebrate and blah, 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 all of those <laughs> topics, we don't have to get into them, but it's still like just funny to me that you have this this holiday that's culturally so ingrained and important and all the comp all the families come together and it's right before christmas then everybody yeah. <laughs> flies back through half the country and then a come month right later it's like christmas and they're coming back like couldn't you at least space space them out like what? <laughs> you know it's just yeah i don't know yeah okay yeah practic when you think about it like that it does sound kind of <laughs> extra um, ignoring the, you know, the actual truth about Thanksgiving, which is very fucked up. But you guys don't know about like Thanksgiving. Okay. Actually, you know what? Let me get on my soapbox right now and tell you how Americans are, ch children are taught to believe about Thanksgiving. Um, so as a kid, right? We literally, this was, I, I'm going to sum this up. As a kid, we were taught that. The pilgrims came on the Mayflower. They got here and they were greeted by the quote-unquote Indians because that's what they called them at the time. And they then had a what was called a feast um, in which they all were sitting at a table together sharing their food and culture, smiling and whatnot. And the symbol of a cornucopia was really pushed. So as a kid, we would be in our like, classes and this is all the way up to like I would say even like like until like high school um we were like all you know on this um perception you know that oh they came and they all just had this like happy time no 
then as I got older, I realized the truth that these people didn't come with greetings. They came with diseases and genocide. And now we have a whole holiday celebrating that. It's kind of fucked up when you think about it. It's pretty messed up. I agree. I didn't want to get into it, but now now that we're there, we're there. (laughs) (laughs) Just want to educate people on that. But now, I mean, like, aside from that, it is a, like, I don't celebrate that. I use it as a reason to go back home with my family. But I will say, though, like, Thanksgiving, like, if there is one holiday people come back for, people will most likely come back for Christmas, then Thanksgiving. Okay, it's still the most important one. Yeah. But I mean, in Germany, it's in a way, yeah, you celebrate Christmas even if you're not Christian or, well, I guess some people really don't celebrate. Uh, but we're just culturally still very much a Christian culture in the sense that, you know, we come together for Christmas and Easter even if we don't believe in the Christian God or whatever. It's just kind of a cultural thing. And I'm fine. I, I've made my peace with that. I think it's fine to just have this date and the meaning can be different for every single person, but it's just kind of a occasion where society, societally we say, yes, let's all get together with our families at this date. I don't know. I feel fine with it now. Yeah, me too. And for comp- corporations, it's their time to make the most money. <laughs> I was just going to ask, what about gifts? Are you a Christmas gift okay, giver? So this is a good question. So my family loves gifts. Like we have this thing called Black Friday that comes the day right after Thanksgiving. And it's it hasn't been as hectic as it used People to be. People get murdered at Walmart, right? Yes. Um, now, since we've moved a lot of things online, there's not that much like fighting that needs to go on. <laughs> but yeah, it used to be the Hunger Games, literally. But for me personally, I suck at giving gifts because um, I just don't like, I don't know, like the idea of a gift, I don't expect gifts from people. Like, I mean, I have a sister and we're like years apart. So I'm still having only child syndrome. And I do expect certain things from my family every Christmas. Like, what do you want? Oh, I want a new iPhone. Um, I want this. I want that. I want that. But aside from the <laughs> those things, I don't really like expect things anymore. I used to as a child. I used to like have like a list. I would have mm-hmm. like, I would have a list. I would have the prices I would have where they could get it from. I would even attach coupons. I would make presentations, slideshows, anything to ensure that people knew exactly when and where to get my gifts. However, mm-hmm. as I got an older and became an adult, I realized a lot of the stuff I can just buy myself. Um, also, I just don't need all of this type of stuff. Um, of course, you know, I'm not going to say no to a $100 bill or whatnot, but like, for me personally, I don't expect or require gifts. And I sometimes find trouble prioritizing or remembering that I have to give gifts for other people. Because um, I can just get like annoying. And I'm like, why do we have to give gifts? It's just a capitalistic excuse to spend money. Yeah, I mostly agree. I've, I used to be very minimalistic and kind of almost loathed getting gifts and try to kind of get everybody in my family to stop <laughs> 
giving each other gifts or essentially telling them like, hey, I really don't need or want anything. I've loosened up a little bit on that. I think that, okay, like I, I get it. It's nice to have something to do on Christmas Eve in Germany. We unwrap the wraps we unwrap the gifts on christmas eve not christmas day um and but i just yeah i i i prefer to have it kind of low-key not expensive things it's not about like who spent the most money but like okay everybody maybe has a thoughtful gift for whoever is there but no pressure and my my stance on gifts these days is i love giving them when i want to give something to someone specifically but i hate having to look for them because of a specific occasion whether it's a birthday or christmas so i kind of started making sure everybody knows like never expect a gift from me but also i might surprise (laughs) you and you might get a gift of me in the middle of the year but yeah i don't like i don't buy christmas gifts for all my friends or anything like yeah for if sure. anything, for my mom or whatever, if if I'm there for Christmas, but I'm not doing, you know, I'm not part of the crowd that rolls through the malls in December to try Making to like find a gifts list for everybody. For yeah. That's just so stressful and unnecessary. Yeah. Unnecessary. Just, and like half the time, we're just getting gifts for the sake of just giving gifts. Like I, I like your mentality of like, I'll get you a gift if I feel that I need to give you a gift. But not for right. the obligation. And also a gift should not like once again, it's going back to capitalism. Um, a gift does not portray my love for you. You know, like that should not be how it is, you know, like like, mm-hmm. oh, if you don't get a if I don't get you a gift and you don't love me or I don't love you or whatnot. That's not true. I just don't feel like wasting my time trying to ob- like like out of obligation purchase right. something now if i make something or you make something for me oh i love handmade i love art so i love things that come from like the mind or whatnot those things oh yeah give me that all the time i will always take that um something my family um does now because we're a pretty close family like all my cousins and my grandparents um and my aunts and uncles we're very close so it's big for us like there's maybe 12 of us that gather typically every year so getting Every person giving each other a gift is a lot. So what we've been doing is we do Secret Santa. Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes it a lot easier. So people don't have to feel obligated to give everyone a gift. You just give, you just get a gift for the person that you um, are assigned to as a Secret Santa. And that's all you got to worry about. Yeah, we do that in Germany. It's called Wichteln. And it's done in many work environments, offices. Sometimes friends do it among, like in their group where you draw a name and then everybody mm-hmm. has to get that person a gift. And then there's different versions where either you set a monetary limit or there's also Schrottwichteln. Schrott is like garbage. And so the idea of Schrottwichteln is that you have to give something that you already own that you don't want to own anymore. <laughs> and then everybody just gets crap that other <laughs> people have but don't want anymore. We have that too. That's called elephant, secret elephant. Yeah, those things can also be stressful if um, if it's something that like you just kind of have to do because you're part of that group and, and mm-hmm. now you have to find a gift, but the the limit is 10 euros and that now it becomes really difficult. Like what can you buy for 10 euros that the person actually likes? And like that's stressful too. But if it's just your friends and you're easy breezy about it and you know it's just a fun thing to do, then that's cool. It should always be fun. You know, this should be a fun time. Winter should be fun. Christmas should be fun. Let's have fun. 
this season. I said that on purpose so it could end. <laughs> I know. I, 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 I felt it a little. It was a little staged, but it's, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs>